So we are going to dive in. I may not be as long as normal today, but we are going to talk about a verse in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, if you want to turn there, it'll be on the screen in a moment. But I don't know if you've ever had something in your life that has prevented you from doing something. Or maybe something in your life that has prevented you from being somebody you wanted to be or doing something you wanted to do. So a few months ago, I went to the gas station. I filled up uh, my car because that's what you do when you run out of gas. You go to the gas station, you fill it up with gas. And everything was all good for about a couple weeks. And all of a sudden, one day we came home and I started hearing this chugging in my car. I don't know if you've ever had car trouble or it's kind of you've ever had some issues with your car, but I'm like chugging on the way home. And I, I have a manual or a automatic car, so I don't have to shift. I don't have to do anything that's going to make my car stall. But if you've ever driven a stick shift, that's what my car sounded like. It would kind of like chug along like this. And so we were on our way to pick up our daughter from the babysitter, and I texted Shannon and I said, I got to go home because I don't know if this car is going to break down right in the middle of the road, and I'm not going to know what to do. But uh, I said, I got to go home. So I parked the car at home, and the next, I let it sit for a day or two. I think it was the weekend, and so I hadn't worked, hadn't had to go anywhere. And I get back in the car the next couple of days, and I just start hearing this clicking noise. There was no start to my car. It wouldn't get up and go. It just clicked, clicked, clicked. And I thought, because I've had a dead battery a couple times, that maybe, okay, it's a dead battery. And so I keep hearing the click, and knowing me, as smart as I am with cars, I keep doing it. I think maybe it'll start. I think I hear it starting up, so click, 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 nope. Okay, give it about 10 minutes, go inside, check on Shannon, I'm going to go try it again. And I keep, I keep doing this, and I can't figure it out. It's not starting. And so I, I, I can't go to work with my car. I can't go where I need to go with my car. Because something's preventing me from my car starting and being able to go somewhere. So I end up taking Shannon's van, I think it was, to go meet somebody or go somewhere. Uh, and I get home that night, and I start talking to my dad. I said, hey, you know, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if I've got something wrong with the car. And he's like, well, let me swing by and, and look at it. So he comes over. I, try to, and I also tried to jump it in the midst of this because I've jumped a car before. I was like, well, maybe it needs jumped. That didn't work, so he comes over. He tries to jump it as well. It's still not working. We're trying all these different things. And then Paul Bell comes over. He was coming over to look at my um, sink that evening because there was something wrong with my sink. Paul Bell comes over, walks in my driveway. We've tried all these different things. And I don't know if it was him specifically or my dad or the combined efforts of them both. They're like, why don't you try to give it a little gas while you're trying to start it, and maybe it'll start up. So this has been, you know, a day's worth of trying to get this thing to go. And I get in the car, I start putting my foot on the gas pedal, and it starts right up. And I haven't done anything since. But it was so crazy that whatever it was, I don't know if it was some bad gas, I don't know if there was something that was just in the way from my car starting, but there was something that was blocking my car from being able to start so I could go where I wanted to go. And I don't know if in your life you've got something that's blocking you from who you were created to be. That God has said, this is who you are, this is how you should live, but you're still living as if that's not who you are. It's blocking you from being the person that God's called you to be. 
And if there's one thing I can leave with you, if there's one thing I can challenge you with, is this verse here in Galatians chapter 5, that there is a life that you can live out there that doesn't have to feel like you're caged in, that doesn't have to feel like there's something blocking you, that all the choices you've made in your past, the sin has been taken care of. The legalism, if you want to say that I got to do this and I got to do that, and if I do these things, then I can be in a relationship, or that's what pleases God. We don't have to live under the law anymore. We don't have to live with the sin on our back anymore. We can live free, unhindered, nothing blocking our way. And so I challenge you as we get into this here in a moment that you might be sitting in your car, quote unquote, And it's not starting. Something's blocking you from going where you need to go. And I want to challenge you as we look at this that maybe you're still living in a way that's hindered. And so in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. We're going to unpack this idea in the next few moments of live free. Live free. This is what it says, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, at last we have freedom, for Christ has set us free. So let's just stop there for a second. If I were to sit each and every one of you down, and I were just to sit right in front of you one-on-one, and I say, do you think you're free? Do you think you're free? No, not are you free to live however you want. Like, when we're talking spiritually in your heart in this relationship, do you feel like you're free? You might say, Taylor, what does this mean? What, is, what does freedom mean in Christ? Well, there's a couple different things that I've read this week, uh, kind of according to this passage. Paul's writing this, and as he's writing to the church of Galatia, there was a lot of legalistic teachers that were trying to bring the church back under the law. You don't know what the law is. It's the Old Testament, all the the ceremonies, the rituals, the the commands in which the people had to follow. And and there were people coming into the church and they were saying, well, we need to live that way again. We need to live so that we're under the law and that has the authority over our life. But what we don't realize is that in, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Jesus came down and he paid that price on the cross for you and for me, he, he completed the law so that we weren't under that authority anymore. And so this church is is getting confused, being told this is the way that they're supposed to live. And Paul says, no, 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 no. You're free. Jesus has taken care and fulfilled the law. You can live a free life. You don't have to live under the law of the Old Testament. And what you also don't have to live under is all those choices and the sin that you've committed because he's forgiven you. These seem to be the two camps that we fall into in our spiritual lives. You've got the one side that there's people probably sitting here and they're being hindered from all the different issues that are going on from their past. Well, I've made this choice where it's really hurt a lot of people and so I can't move forward. Or or I've hurt people in this way or I've said these things or I've backstabbed this friend and so you made decisions that aren't in accordance to what God wants for your life, and you've sinned. And now you carry that. And so when you hear the word freedom, you go, yeah, right, Taylor. I can't be free. You don't know what I've done. 
You don't know the choices I've made, the way I've turned my back, even the days I don't feel like following Jesus. I just don't. There's no way he wants me. And then you have this other side, the legalism. Some of you may be sitting here and you're going, well, I think you have to read your Bible. You go to church, pray, and these are all good things. Don't hear me say these are bad things, but you're using these as this is what wins the affection over from God. I do these out of duty, not out of my own will. And so you start following all these commands. You know, you don't say any swear words. You don't drink any alcohol. You you only hang out with Christians, and it, it becomes this, I have to do all of these things, and that's what makes me a Christian. And so you're living in bondage as well. These seem to be, I'm not saying it's everybody, but these seem to be the two major camps we sit in as we're growing in our faith, and as I challenged you last week, you are going to have to make a decision at some point whether you believe this stuff or not. You can't just keep coming here week after week after week and say, well, this is what my parents have told me to do, so I'm just gonna follow this. You're going to have to make that decision for yourself. You're gonna have to really dive in and say, is this Jesus thing really affecting my life? Have I really understood what he's done for me? And that both in both of these camps, he has fulfilled through the love of, of, you know, his son on the cross that I can be forgiven and I can truly be set free. That it's like you don't just say these things never happened, but they've been wiped clean that I don't have to keep carrying around my sin anymore because I'm free. And what that also meant is that along with sin, just like any decision you make, comes consequences. And so because of the payment Jesus did for us, we now don't have to face the eternal consequence of being separated from him. This isn't just a relationship where we just say, hey, I get to, you know, be a Christian and I get to go to church. Like, this is a freeing relationship. And so if you're even on the fence right now and you're trying to think, well, do I even believe this? Here's something that might energize you a little. At last, we have freedom. How often do you associate the word freedom with this relationship with Jesus? Now also hear me say, that doesn't mean you have free freedom to just do whatever you want. Sometimes we can get in our head, well, God loves me so much so I can just make all the choices I want, sin in any way I want, and he's going to cover me. That's not the way this relationship works. He still will forgive you. He still will extend his grace, but the relationship is not about how much can I get away with, but how much can I give him? He sets you free. Imagine, you know, I've shared with you guys before, I used to go into the jails, and I used to sit with some of these guys that were in for some drug-related charge to talk to them about getting help going to a rehab facility. Imagine you're one of these people, and it's the scariest thing. When I first went in, I go into this tiny little room. There's a little piece of glass 
or plastic that separates between us two, and I got to pick up a phone to talk to the guy on the other side. I can't even just talk to him through the glass. And he comes in, both of his hands are put together, both of his legs are put together, and he sits down in the chair, and he starts talking to me. I think if you looked at that guy, he doesn't look like he's very free. And this is who we were before Jesus. We were kept in the bondage of our sin. We were kept in the bondage of our legalism. And Jesus has come with the key, and he says, I will unlock the chains, and you have been set free. And then his challenge kind of at the end to us. At last we have freedom for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Or some of the other translations kind of say back under the bondage of the law, the yoke of slavery. Here's my challenge to you. You've got those sides where you've been set free from, but if you want to take something to live out the rest of this week, Challenge yourself to not go back. It can be very easy in this relationship to start going under, back into the slavery of our sins, start making those decisions again because we get tempted because of our past and so then we fall into sin and then we just keep going into the sin and all of a sudden we felt like we were all the way over here with Jesus but then we start taking steps back because we keep falling and falling and falling because I think we also don't realize that each and every day is a battle. Even though we've been set free, that doesn't mean we just say, okay, I'm gonna lay my guard down. I don't have to fight. We've talked about it some, but there's an enemy out there and he wants you to be bound. He wants you to live as if you're back in jail. That even though the door's been opened, the chains have been laid off, you're allowed to go free, we still go back into the cell and sit down. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to feel like you're still bound. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. You've been set free. Also, you look back at the old law. Well, I got to follow all these things because that's what the good Christians did. No, no, no. I came to fulfill the law. When you look at the Ten Commandments, these weren't things that I wanted you to necessarily keep to show how good you were. I think more importantly, what the Ten Commandments were for is to show you how sinful you are. And Jesus says, don't worry about it. I have fulfilled the law. And so in these moments... When you start to go, well, it was much easier going back into the jail cell. It's preventing you from living free. It's preventing you from being the person God called you to be. Because you may not be thinking about it right now, but if you were to start looking down the road, what's the legacy you want to leave behind? Who do you want to become? What's the person you want to be like as you get older? Because right now is just a blip in that timeline. But if you start living a life in bondage, even though you've been set free, you're setting your legacy up to not be everything it was meant to be. You're setting your life up to not be everything that you were meant to be, you were created to be. 
God has a plan for your life. God wants to do amazing things in your life. But it's very hard when you're living in bondage to not live the way he's called you to live. So some of you are even coming to the end of your time in high school. What's the legacy you want to leave on this chapter in your life? Because when you live free, you live unhindered. You live in a life where God has come into your heart. He's transformed your life. And all you can do is live a life that's glorifying to him because he has set you free from everything that hinders you in your life. So I ask this question and I'll close with a little illustration. Who do you want to be? You want to be somebody that lives free? Because it's not just something I just think is cool and I just thought I wanted to tell you this morning. Like Paul says, at last we have freedom. You've been set free. I think the more sad thing I see in our culture and in our lives is too many people have been set free, but they're not living as if they're free. Jesus has come to set you free. Are you gonna be a person that lives in freedom for the rest of your life? Or are you still gonna have things over here that are binding you up and you go, I can't live that way. It's just like this. You know, let's just imagine you had chains on, I'm not gonna wrap them crazy on my arms, but Let's just imagine we had all these, these chains that in our former life. So we're, we're walking around, we're bound either in our, our, our you know, legalism or our sin or the other things that are hindering us from this relationship. Now let's just imagine that I was wearing these all the time in my life. Like trust me, uh, if I was trying to do things in my life, you, you guys know I have two kids now. It's going to be very hard for me to do a lot of things if, if I'm like this all the time. But if I've got to walk around because I'm bound for whatever I've done, I've got to try to take care of both my kids. I've got to try to eat this way, even more uncomfortable. I've got to try to sleep this way. I've got to try to take a shower this way. I've got all these things in life that I've got to do on a daily basis. It's going to make it a little more difficult to do life when my hands are kind of tied up and bound together. But then maybe somebody comes along. Maybe somebody comes along and they, they I don't have a lock on it, but they come along and they start unraveling these chains. And they say, here, you can take them off. And so I take them off, and now I can do things again. I can, I can hold my babies a little better. I can go play with my daughter outside. I can go, you know, eat food normal. I can do all these different things because life is, I'm unhindered. I don't have these things containing me. And that's like how our former life was. It was binding, and we were in bondage. But Christ came along, and he's given you the freedom now to, to, to be able to move and to live in such a free way. And we don't have to go back to that life. But there's a lot of us that are still, even though he's come along and set us free, we're still living like this. And I want to challenge you today. He's given you the key. Take off the chains. Live freely and become the person that God has wanted you to be 
and that I feel like even you would probably admit you want to be. It's much easier to live in freedom than to live in your past and to live in the sin and different things that bound you.